Welcome to the Rosanna Mod Variety Pod. This is your vessel and host, Rosanna Moluno, and here we go. Hey everyone, this is episode 173-173. Today it's all about how to catch a suspect lying by the FBI. I figured this would be a fun topic for you guys because it's going to help um, any situation that you're in. Eight things. This is coming from a website and uh, I'm going to link this uh, at the bottom of the show notes so that you can read more of it. I'm not going to get verbatim, but here we go. Number one is good cop, bad cop. Good cop always wins. It's just better to get somebody to trust you and to get them more comfortable with who you, you know, what you want from them and just be more empathetic to what they're feeling and what they're going through. And that's going to be a better way for them to relax and confide in you and tell you the truth. Number two is surprise them. A liar will always anticipate what you're going to ask, sort of like when they get ready uh, for interviews. You're ready with your rebuttals. You're ready with what you're going to say. And the liar will always have that ready. They anticipate what you're going to ask them. So they're not ready with certain questions. And that's how you catch them. Uh, by surprising them. And how do you do that? Now, this is not in the article. This is something that I just remembered from a movie that I saw about this woman who was trying to find somebody. So she was stalking them and she got out of her vehicle and she went over to this truck and copied down the, you know, the address on the truck, ran back across the street, got into her vehicle, and then a cop was parked behind her. She didn't notice, gets out of the vehicle, gets in front of her face basically in the window and says hey what are you doing out here because it was really late at night and the driver said said oh I'm just trying to get a cell phone coverage you know out here it's crazy and the cop was like yeah it's pretty bad out here you know uh so she just started talking to her like a friend and asked her about her car and um well this is a pretty nice hybrid you know I've always wondered about these things what does it do you know on the on the, on the highway and all this and she's getting her relaxed and the driver's getting more and more comfortable with her and smiling and laughing telling little jokes here and there and then out of the blue the cop just says so what were you doing across the street and it just shifted her. Her whole physical body language changed. I remember her eye was twitching and she just looked really deceptive. Number three is listen more than you speak. That's like with every conversation when you're trying to communicate with somebody, you just want to listen more, pay attention to what they're saying. People that are stressed out talk louder and faster. You know, you don't have to assume this, that they're lying. Uh, I know I do. I get, I speak faster and louder when I'm stressed out, when I'm upset about something. It doesn't mean I'm lying. It just means I'm upset. But if this is an interrogation and you're trying to question them on something, for example, if your husband comes home at four o'clock in the morning, you know, when he should have been home after work and you want to ask him, hey, where, where the hell were you? And he starts getting louder and talking faster than that's, you know, why is he stressed? He should be tired at four o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? You should be coming home like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is, what, you know what I mean? Instead, talking, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, of course, defensive, and that's kind of crazy. Then their voice starts cracking, uh, usually at the point of, de- of deception. Their octave gets higher. Uh, the voice gets a little uh, different than, instead of like, like I'm talking now is monotone. And if you ask me a question, I'll... I don't know what you're talking about like that at the point of deception. Uh, Repetitive coughing, clearing of throat is also a sign of tension, but it doesn't necessarily, if you're sick, 
So that wouldn't count, right? So just be careful. Number four is pay attention to how they say no. A person is often demonstrating deceptive behavior when they say no in these ways. Say no and look in a different direction. So when they're saying no, are they looking straight at you eye to eye and saying no? Just answer me the question. Did you go out with her tonight? Yes or no? No. And he looks right at you in your eyes. Okay, probably not lying. If he says no and he looks away, then yeah, probably. Probably. I'm not saying he is, but just probably. Uh, saying no with their eyes closed. No. And they close their eyes. Saying no after hesitating. Did you go out with her tonight? No. No. They have that little pause right there. Saying no stretched out over a long period of time. Did you go out with her tonight? No. Or saying no in a singing manner. No. You asked me that already. No. Do you see? Number five is watch for changes in behavior. Exhibits lapses in memory at critical times despite being alert in earlier conversations. So all of a sudden, this person that you're asking questions knows how to answer every question that you're asking and seems to be pretty on point, you know. So where were you at 8 o'clock in the morning? Well, I was, uh, you know, I was at work. Oh, what did you do at 10 o'clock? Well, I took my break. Uh, what did you do at 12? Well, I went out to lunch. Where'd you go? I went to Wendy's, you know, that kind of stuff. Very bright. And then all of a sudden you say, so what were you doing at 6.30? Um you know what? I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't remember. All of a sudden they don't remember. See this person who was really bright and alert all of a sudden doesn't remember. That's another, that's one big clue. Another thing is answers questions with very short answers. So no details, very short answers. Yes, no, yes, no, because it's easier. I don't know. I don't remember, but they don't want to give you details because they don't have them unless they are really good liars. You have to put that in there because if they're really good at it, they're going to be really good at giving you descriptions. Begin speaking more formally is a sign that the person is getting stressed. For example, um, they're all relaxed and yada yada and yeah, I went over here and I went over there and all of a sudden now they're talking like they're in an interview, like a job interview. They're using more uh, superlatives and exaggerated words, you know, like complex words. Instead of saying, it's okay, they're saying, it's awesome or it's brilliant instead of just good. Definitely more formal. Their whole number six, ask for the story backward. This is really tricky. Uh, truthful people tend to add details and remember more facts as they repeat their story. That's very true. Uh, liars, on the other hand, memorize their stories to keep it the same because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to change that narrative. But if you ask a person who's telling you the truth, to say truth backwards. For example, that schedule that I just gave you. What were you doing at eight o'clock? I went to work. What were you doing at 10? I took my break. What were you do at lunch? I went to Wendy's. All you got to do is ask backwards. So what did you do for lunch? Oh, I went to Wendy's. What did you do on break? What time was your break? 10 o'clock. What time did you go in at work? Eight. You know, you see, I said it backwards perfectly. Now, of course, you're going to ask more details backwards, but the liar can't handle that. They have to think about it because now you're being tricky and they know it so they have to try and remember oh wait a minute what was I doing at eight, 10 o'clock was that my break or was I really not even on? do you see what I mean was what was I doing at 10 o'clock where did I go to lunch what did I say so at the end of the story 
you want to ask them to explain what happened right before that point and then before that and so on. Number seven is beware of too many compliments. The butt kissers are the worst. This happens at work too. Now, it doesn't mean that people aren't genuinely nice or friendly. You know, of course, they have people like that. They're called annoying. <laughs> the ones who say, well, good morning. How are you? You look wonderful today. I love your hair. It's just gorgeous. You have your, you always dress so nice, you know, but it's like every morning, not just one time. One time is okay. You're allowed a couple times, every single time, every single day, you know, especially in an interview when you're trying to get the truth out of somebody. And the first thing they do is just compliment the hell out of you. It's like, please stop. It's too much. They're trying too hard to make a good impression. What does that mean? They're hiding something because they're trying too hard. Why are they trying too hard? because they don't want you to see who they really are. That's really what it is. Number eight, ask a lot of follow-up questions. So for example, if you are interviewing somebody for a position and they were fired and they don't want to tell you that they were fired, the best way to get the truth out is to get a little bit more human, a little bit more comfortable with them by giving them an example. You could say like this, a friend of mine or years ago, I lost a job and it was so dumb. It was something that I learned from. Have you ever experienced something like that? Or or how do you think mistakes on the job should be handled? You know, like that. It's like, oh, you're putting yourself in that position where it happened to you too. Then I'll just be more comfortable to say, yeah, actually, I was fired from this position, blah, blah, blah. And then there you go. It doesn't necessarily mean you don't have the job. It just shows that you're honest, you know. And I always believe that being honest is a lot more important simply because it's easy to find out. You don't know who knows who. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who that person has already spoken to and what they already know. You just can't assume anything about anybody. The best thing you can do is just be honest with people, shoot straight like I do, and you'll always stay out of trouble because you can't mess that up. You can't mess the truth up, right? Okay, well... Go over there and start interrogating your friends and practice and uh, have them keep a secret from you and see if you can dig it out of them. Drum roll, please. In with the outro. Thanks for stopping in. Don't forget to like, share, and comment, and I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, and what do we say? 